What's up, everyone? This is your boy, JJ, coming in for another episode of This is the Life Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 8th, 2022, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Before we get started, I always like to just shout people out. Today, again, I don't really have any uh, particular shout-outs. Um, I just want to really just give an overall shout-out to those of you, again, that are still staying healthy, staying safe, staying sane mentally and physically. And also I want to give a shout out to those podcasters that I have been connecting with on Instagram. Thank you so much. Right now my following is becoming very large and I do appreciate it. Again, we're all in this together. I do want to collab So please feel free to hit me up, email me, do what you got to do. Let's connect, okay? Now, today's show, nothing really special, no, you know, main topic. I have two guests today. We're just going to just start talking. Uh, My first guest, he's been on, uh, I want to say now, makes number three. Roger's back. And we have another special guest. Um, This individual I have known now since high school. Um, It's been a long time since I've seen him, and I actually got in touch with him through Roger, and he was more than willing to come on the show. And I don't want to keep talking anymore because then I'm going to forget my (laughs) notes. So... Without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest for today. His name is Ziggy Mao. So with with that being said, Ziggy, Roger, how, how are you guys doing today? Yo, yo, doing good. I'm uh, doing all right. <laughs> nothing Roger, uh, nothing much going on in my life, so doing good. Glad to be back, my brother. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Kicking shit. Yes, yes, awesome. Uh, Ziggy, um, Roger, I'm not going to forget about you, but I got to talk to Ziggy first um, since I haven't <laughs> talked to him in, like, years. So let me get my notes together, just a couple little pinpoints, and then we'll just, boom, just go at it. Actually, Ziggy, I don't know if you remember this. Remember, Yeah, I actually haven't seen you since FIU. I don't remember um i thought i last saw you like maybe oh five around there um we used to hang with you know a bunch of other people and and we would see each other in the same group um i thought that was the last time i don't because i kind of like you know uh disappeared for a bit after oh five but i don't remember the fiu uh run-in that you're talking about though okay i know it's not okay i know your brother he didn't go to fiu no, no, my brother, um, he's Air Force, so that's what I'm um, saying. He still he didn't go to yeah. FIU, yeah. Okay, I don't. Obviously, it was a long time ago, but I know I ran into you one morning, and we we you know we talked for like a couple minutes because I want to say I was going to class and you was coming out. But again, like I said, man, that was it was like years ago. But I do remember one morning I was like, oh wait, what's going on, Z? And you know, we talked for a little bit. 
but must have yeah that could have i mean yeah. that there that very well happened because i i was at fiu all the way up until on campus like 2012 so anytime between like 06 and 2012 i was there that that was it it was 12 yeah yeah it that was, was like 12. the last year i was there um mm-hmm. that i finally i finally finished my undergrad then <laughs> so it took me long enough you know hey listen you know, me, 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 me and Roger, we talked about that, I think, on the last episode. And, you know, at least, okay, for me, I have legitimate reasons why it took me a long time to graduate. Um, both of y'all could chime in on this. Okay. Don't you feel like the year we graduated high school that everybody like at sunset made it seem like you have to go to college. Like in other words, let's think back our junior year. All we used to hear was transcripts, 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 transcripts. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that was, I mean, well, I guess let me go first. I mean, yeah. uh, I remember and like, junior year and senior year um you know obviously there were like there was a lot of emphasis on on college prep you know Mm -hmm. take your sat study your sats but i mean um i don't know you know between you know obviously like we we grew up in different households we come from different cultures you know i mean there wasn't a question whether i was going to college you know what i mean um okay it was always like for me it was always like i'm going to college um because you know coming from an from an asian culture that's uh you know school and education or formal education is just very important uh to us so so for me at least for me i i always knew that i was going to college and and i did prep um but but you know i'm i'm sure like compared to other you know quote-unquote stereotypical (laughs) asians that uh (laughs) i'm not you know i'm not great a's you know what i'm saying i'm like i'm like a maybe a B B minus, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay. but yeah, uh-huh. least, I, I do remember that, that there was obviously an emphasis. I mean, just, just, just generally like, um, also, you know, the, uh, the, the American, you know, culture that, that was established here is that, that everyone should go to college and that's where you're mm-hmm. gonna, you know, learn how to enter the job force and then you know you choose career track and then you choose you know a a a, a major and then um the more or or the or, or you know higher education is going to bring you uh you know the the uh, the success and and income you know in your in your working life yeah i remember the same thing man it was like heavy heavy on the transcripts like joe sign up sign up sign up go to fiu go to whatever fsu um or go to the military those were the three options i was a wild child my ass took forever to finish you know my undergrad but um luckily i was one of those people that that was able to join the workforce and the employment that i had allowed me the ability to make a very good income very comparable or even higher than than your typical um graduate with you know with a bachelor's degree so uh and i i guess i'm one of those people that got lucky so i didn't need it and you know most recently about a year ago uh so it was a 20-year plan for me (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, uh, for me at least i was able to get it but for me it was more um self-satisfaction and i know my parents that's it was a it's something big for them and and i wanted it to be an example for my kids as well you know that no matter 
how many years have passed, no matter what obstacles you face, no matter if you are a wild child and party animal like I was. Well, I wasn't that much of a party animal, but uh, no matter if you're a wild child, you can still, you know, you know, have a life, um, but ultimately, you know, complete all your dreams and your goals that you had growing up for yourself, your family, and, you know, for your kids. The reason I asked that question was because at least, like, for me, it was different. I felt like we had no choice but to go to college. Now, in my house, my mom, even, well, yeah, now to this day, my mom has the highest degree in my family. Now, thinking back, you know, like Ziggy mentioned with different, you know, obviously different, you know, nationalities, at least I can't speak on all African-American houses, but I know, like, our era, you know, and, you know, my family, you know, back then, college wasn't really like a big thing. You know, it was there, but you went, maybe went for a little bit, and then I stopped. Like, for example, like, one of my uncles played high school ball, got a scholarship. Uh, I don't want to make the mistake. I want to say he went to Tennessee, and then I think he got hurt, and he left and came back here. And then ended ended up in the workforce. Okay. Um, another uncle of mine, same situation, but you know, life happened, this and that. So, you know, he went a different route. But for me, it was like, okay, I guess I need to go to college because I didn't have that opportunity. So when you know, when I got to Miami Dade, I had down that I was going to study law. No, 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 no. Well, we left Sunset, sorry. I thought I was going to study law, but when I got to Dade, I'm like, let me study business. And when I, you know, when I got into, I think it was macro, I'll never forget. Um, I was like, nah, I can't do this. So at the time, I started working part-time um, in in a public school. So I think my mom or somebody was like, why don't you just try to like, you know, study something like that. So long story short, I changed my major. And then in the midst of that, I applied to be a cop. So if anybody knows the process to be a cop is it's a lengthy one. So I did it as a joke. Like literally, I never forget. I, at the time, I think this was like maybe Oh five, like the Oh five era when we had career builder in the paper one day I opened it and I was like, Oh, Miami Dade police is hiring. So I applied and long story short, I went, took the test and I passed it, went through, you know, some different avenues, did my polygraph. I failed the first one, passed the second one. They had me do like an assessment um, where they put me in the room and I had to defuse a situation between a couple. Basically, they had a domestic, you know, disturbance, and I had to go in there and defuse it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was acting too. I passed it. So, in other words, like the long, long story short, I was gonna be a cop. But what stopped me was FIU had uh, got uh, in contact with me and was like, "Hey, all right, we, you know, you're getting ready to come in for the, you know, fall semester." So when I got that. I was like, all right, let me pull myself out. And then long story short, I got my degree, you know, but I used to be ashamed 
to tell people how long it took me. But then I'm like, as we're getting all three of us are getting older, I'm like, what am I ashamed about? This is life. I mean, it's like I didn't have it hard, but at the same time, I I was felt I was met with different obstacles, and I had to do what I had to do. But I'm telling you, like for a long, long time, I used to be ashamed to tell people. But now, I could care less because at the end of the day, I have a degree, and I'm working. But you know, it's just the idea that you know, talking about what we said. Like I just feel like at the time college was the only option but now you look at it people have you know culinary skills they can go off and become a chef people are good building stuff so they may want to go into that field some people may like wake up and like study cars and they may want to open up their own car shop so you know what i'm saying so it's like now in this era you i'm not knocking it but you don't necessarily need college to be successful you know um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I completely agree um, with, uh, you know, college not being uh, a ne- necessary requirement to be successful, right? Like, like as you said, anyone can be successful um, doing anything, right? It really just uh, depends on what you defined as your success, right? For me, it had always been like, um, you know, I, I guess as I growing older to say like okay i mean i'm still glad that i went to college you know um, i'm glad that you know uh, that that i went and i got a degree and and that you know i've used it in my career but um that's not necessary to be successful but the thing is for me like let's just taking your example earlier right like studying cars and mechanics you know roger and i both were into cars you know when we were younger and post high school we were messing with cars um, I bought body kits from R2 Racing. You know, I was hooking up cars. I I boosted my RSX, racing on the streets, did autocross, all that, right? Sunk a lot of money into um, that, you know, quote-unquote hobby, right? And I wish I could still do it, um, honestly, because that stuff is fun, you know? But then real life hits you, right? And you say, okay, well, now I'm like, I need... I got bills to pay. I got insurance to pay. I got I got to buy me a vehicle for a daily. You know, it's not just I could blow up the engine and then replace it, you know, with a credit card or something like that, right? But yeah. you can very well be successful doing whatever, right? But then there's certain, I guess, jobs that has income limits, right? On another part is you can be successful, you know, being an actor, but then you have to look at, okay, what's the ratio of like being people being, you know, uh, being successful as an actor, right? Like you could be, I, I I believe that anyone, like if you wanted to be an actor in Hollywood, you probably could. But the thing is, the probability is that, you know, you have X amount of celebrities or, uh, you know, a finite, pretty much a, a, a finite amount of, or, or, or a set amount of, you know, people who are successful in Hollywood, but then everyone else, the people that you don't see are the starving people who are mm-hmm. starving actors, you know, busting tables or trying to make it and a lot of those just never make it and that's the same thing i would say with you know uh uh you know with when 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 you're just coming out of high school to say like yeah you know i could have the thought of saying like yeah i could be successful doing whatever and not go to college but then at some point you might hit a limit right you might think like i've gone as far as i can go right the thing about for me was that i knew that i was entering more likely a corporate environment so um and it still stands in corporate environments that the entry fee is a degree. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And if you're not if you're not a degree holder, let's say in in most corporate 
professional roles, then you're 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 not going to get far. Um, even though that you know there's obviously um, you know debates and opinions about whether you know it truly requires like let's say something like engineering or or or, or programming, like you know those kind of positions. I think it has evolved to now where you don't really need to like have a formal degree. You just need to prove because that's technical enough that you need to just prove that you can do it. You know what I mean? But like, let's say if you want to be an executive and that's, you know, your goal, then you're going to eventually have to find that you're going to, you know, you're going to need a degree to climb, to climb that ladder, you know, but there's plenty of successful, there's plenty of successful people without degrees. It's just that it comes down to really like, you know, what is your definition of success and, and, and how far do you want to go? Right. That's true. Absolutely I think so true. too. I mean, nowadays, nowadays, I think times have changed and what vocational positions you need to be for to possibly have a degree or something like that. They're no longer needed. You know, programming, like Shiki says, is it's, it really has changed, man. And, and I think Elon Musk and a lot of these big companies are saying, like, you don't need a degree. You know, a degree is useless because, you know, to this day, if I were to tell you that everything that I learned from my undergrad degree in bachelor's in business, have I used it not even one minute or five minutes in my current role? I have not used any of it. So um, for, me, Same here. For, me, <laughs> for me, for me, it's more of, you know, if you're going to go into those spaces, you know, like Tiki mentioned, you know, once you're going higher up, you're going possibly, uh, you know, VP of a company and things like that, you need to be able to provide that, you, that you've that you kind of earned your stripes uh, to be able to be in that position. So you can't, you know, you can't be, you know, leading a, a company or a Fortune 500 company and you only have an associate's degree or, some, or something else or even a high school diploma. It's not that you can't do it. It's not that you can't develop the skills to get to there. But, you know, it is an entrance fee. You know, it, it is something yeah. that for you to be able to go there, you have to get it. Now, um, for me, a lot of the things is, like like Siki says, the ratio of people who are actors and things like that. For me, it's a lot of people want to do a lot of things, but there's a huge difference. And I was watching YouTube videos the other day, and, and something kind of clicked with me is it's not whether people are interested in doing something. It's if it's they're committed to get it because – if you're committed to achieving whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, whether degree or not, I'm sure somehow, some way you can get it. But the difference is that not everybody's really committed to achieve whatever's needed or not everybody's um, committed to do the work needed to get there. That That's true, right? I mean, uh, so th- there's a saying um, that, that basically means um, – that persistence and consistence is always going to beat out talent and genius. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you just got to keep at it. Like if you look at, let's say CEOs, right? I, I think, um, I don't know if he's retired, but there, there was a CEO in, in, in McDonald's, I believe um, in the past where um, he started from, you know, from the bottom making fries. He was a, a fry boy. You know what I mean? But he put mm-hmm. in 30 years at McDonald's, and I don't think he had a degree, and he could make it to the CEO. But that means that you gotta, you got to pay your dues for 30 years. You know what I mean? It's not like you can enter – like you might get, catch a break. Let's say I'm a high school student, and I'm graduating, and I said, you know what? I don't know if I want to go to college, right? Um, and I said, you know what? I could be successful without making it to college, and I could enter corporate life without a degree doing entry-level stuff and then pay my dues for 25 years and then move to the top or near the top. Right. 
that's possible. But again, the probability is is stacked against you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're committed to paying those, uh, you know, paying paying those dues and keep working your way up, it's entirely possible. But you know, to me, um, you know, I'm personally I'm not trying to, you know, like when I look at things and problem solving, I'm a very logical person and analytical person by nature. So when I look at things, I'm just looking at it like, hey, what's the efficient way to get there? What's the the you know whatever my goal is right this is the the most effective i can be by let's say shortening my time or having the most impact or taking the the most uh the furthest step i can in terms of each step you know what i mean making uh making progress uh instead of going inch by inch maybe do like you know uh, a foot by foot you know um so for me like i i i mean i knew that i needed a degree to go where i I want to go, right? Like if you go back and say, you know, my thought process or or my thinking when I was when I was, you know, just graduating high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do either, you know. I I knew that I loved movies, right? I love movies. I, I still do. And 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 the first major I chose was animation, really, in mm-hmm. Miami Dade. So I I I was close to finishing my 2-year degree in animation, but close to finishing it, I I, I, you know, I just sort of had a sudden epiphany saying like, oh man, like I, I, it's kind of boring because I'm sitting in front of a computer rendering for like three or four hours, you know what I mean? So, so I changed the business and, and I thought also animation was really just uh, really competitive, right? What was the probability of me going to California, making into a studio and then, and then working my way up to be an animator type thing, you know? So business was mm-hmm. more more broad, right? It had more impact in saying like, oh, I could go into, you know, any type of business, any type of industry and use a business degree, which is why I ended up in 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 in, in business. Um, so you really like, I think like, you know, if I could go back to my younger stuff and say, or, or give any like advice or tips, I would be like, you know, just not waste time and really be intentional and, and, and think hard about where you want to go and what you want to do um, before, you know, uh, taking, taking uh, you know, a decision. I mean, at the end of the day, I think probably, we probably all feel it when we look back um, and think about quote-unquote regrets, right? It's probably, I'm, I'm, I'm almost confident that most of us will look at our past lives and be like, oh, you know, there was a time when I kind of wasted time doing, like, bullshit, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I could have been done, doing something more productive to, to I guess, uh, uh, you know, be in a better place or, or accomplish more what I wanted to do uh, at this point in time. I don't know. That's just me personally. You guys let me know. Yeah. Um, no, if, if, if I could look back at my younger self, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff I would change. Um, definitely one would be to finish college a little bit earlier, at least maybe like six, six years. Um, Just because looking at our age now, I would have had a little bit more years and money invested. Yeah. Um, That's one. And as far as, yeah, wasting time, yeah, yeah, I would say I did that too, Ziggy. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, I would I would go to class, but I would only take like one class one semester, then the next, 
one class then I take a break in between and then go back again you know so those are things I would change but everything else is pretty much laid out you know um meaning I wouldn't really change much but definitely those college years is what I would really just focus on you know um but other than that I don't really have any like major major regrets you know, Roger, what about you? I don't regret shit. No, man, you know what it is, bro, is that life happens, bro, and to me, you're, you got to enjoy life while you can, bro, because yeah. if, if I would have been serious, and I'm not saying it's not the right path, I'm not saying it's not the right way of being, but... If I would have been so serious during the time that, that I was growing up, maybe I wouldn't have had the experiences that I did, man. Like, I, I got to do a lot of things that normally a lot of people don't get to do because I was making the amount of money that I was making. I mean, I'm not saying that I was making, you know, $100,000 a year, but I was able to afford a life for myself that uh, I think I wouldn't have been able to if I just joined the workforce. Um, to give you a perfect example, you know, most people who joined the workforce, kind of like when we were growing up, Everybody was making, you know, 45, 50 grand a year, and they were up to their neck in student debt and shit like that, right? I was making 65 grand a year at 21. So, I, I mean, the only thing that I would take back, I was probably would have saved a lot more money than I did. You know, I probably would have made <laughs> a, lot, a, a lot more, you know, better financial decisions. I wouldn't have wasted it so much in partying and, and going on vacations and traveling the world. But looking back at it now, man, it's like, you know, I'm happy I did those things that I did because now, you know, I'm married, I got two kids. So the the opportunity to do the things that I did when I was young, I don't have them now, you know, and I make more money than I was making then. But, mm-hmm. you know, I got to enjoy my youth at my at my pace, at my rate, however the fuck I want it. And nobody dictated, you know, how I did it when I did it. Um, I was living by myself at 22, you know, like in an apartment, you know, perfectly financially comfortable with no problems. So if I were to take it back, man, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. but we wouldn't be where we are now and we wouldn't be as wise as we are now if we didn't go through the shit that we went through when we were growing up and making all those wrong decisions. I don't think I mean, there's wrong decisions. I think there was just decisions that were made in the moment based on whatever mood, ideas or things or how the culture was at that moment. So, I mean, every everyone's is going to be different, obviously, right? <laughs> so, like, I mean, everyone has different circumstances and, and, and what what they had to do. I'm talking about school loans, I mean, I'm still up to neck in the school. <clears throat> you know, that's that's the, that's the the I guess the um, the effect of you know that choice. So, like, I I still have school loans. You know, I'm still paying school loans, and and I probably will be for for a while. But that's the choice I made, right? Because I I went for my undergrad. I also went to grad school as well, so I have grad school loans as well you know so like it's just for me like i i i where i wanted to go i felt like i needed to to uh to to go to grad school and 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 get a degree um but you know uh, by and far most people i think uh you know is is pretty satisfied with the bachelors on on what they want to do with the career um but you know when i say that you know like going back if i were like give advice to myself i know i'm happy that i went i like i'm happy that i kind of like BS around and went racing and, and did the car stuff and, and all that stuff and hung out with my friends and all that stuff, you know, but it's just that uh, to see, I mean, I guess personally, you know, I think that, you know, 
career-wise, I would be a little bit more accomplished by now if I had just, you know, focused a little bit more. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have done those things, but just maybe, like, balance it out, right? Because I'll tell you, when I went to, like, date and even FIU for – for for the earlier FIU years, like I like like Justin, I went to class and maybe you know didn't really pay attention, skipped class. Actually, when I was going to date, I skipped a lot <laughs> and I went to like <laughs> I went to internet cafes and you know played Counter Strike and stuff, you know. <laughs> but I was paying for yeah for class. yeah Shit, we paid for <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like you know looking back at it, I'm like you know I might I might as well just not have gone to class and dropped the class and just you know, go play video games and that was it. <laughs> but yeah, um but it's man. just like, you know, going back, uh, you know, uh I think if there was more balance and, and more focus, uh then not that I'm not happy where I am now. I'm mean, I just think that I would have been uh, a little bit accomplished. And you know, and when and if you're talking about like, you know, whether you're satisfied with your current status and circumstances, you know, that's that's all relative, right? Like sometimes you might be and you're very happy and you think uh, you believe that you're you're totally successful and happy where it is, but then uh you know, some days on down days you might think like, "Oh man, like the there's something that I'm not able to do today or and, and the worst of all is, you know, comparing yourself to other people or your peers to say like, "Oh, maybe they're further along, <laughs> you know, in in their career or 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 took a shorter time to get there where I'm still like trying to chug along and, and climb that ladder, et cetera, you know? Before we continue, if there's anyone who would like to join the conversation, you can call in 515-605-9705. For those of you that may be phone shy, you can send me a DM Life podcast underscore 84. If you don't want to do either one and you just want to send an email, please feel free. This is the life podcast 84 at gmail.com. Ziggy. Yo, you're married, right? I am. How how long? Because I know you and your better half. Y'all been together for a while. How long y'all been together? Uh, we've been together for over six years now, so fifteen. Um, and I got married in eighteen, two thousand eighteen, uh-huh. in August. So it's uh three years married, over three years married now. So we're we're hitting our seventh year together this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I'm, I'm married. Lockdown. <laughs> Let me ask you. I know your your wife, she's Cuban, right? She is from Spain, born in Spain. Um, but her father is Cuban and his family from before was from Spain. So yeah, like, you know, España, Cubano, mostly Spanish. Spain Spanish. So how was that when you first got together? Um, it was fine. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, not me. To me, it was, I mean, for me, it was fine. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Miami. So, I, like, when I tell people about, like, my upbringing, you know, I always sort of, like, give the sort of, like, the short story of, like, yeah, I was born in China, which a lot of people are surprised by because they think I was born in the USA. But no, I was born in China. Mm-hmm. I came okay. to the States when I was young, like, at six. Um, yeah, around six years old, 
was uh we lived in New York for a year like I did like first grade or, or like the first or maybe pre-k in in New York uh um for a year in Queens and then we moved down to Miami in like 92 right before Hurricane Andrew. So I was uh-huh. in Miami and grew up in Miami since 92. So that's okay. you know close to 30 years. So my upbringing in Miami, you know, was I guess unique because you know I'm I still very much keep in touch with like you know my my Asian culture and 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 you know what uh what you would think of as Asian culture you know like in terms of like our our way of thinking or our our frame of thoughts um but then I was very much influenced by my surroundings and environment in Miami right so like all my friends like you know all my friends are Cuban Venezuelan mm-hmm. Nicaraguan uh and I barely hung out with uh, any any Asian Asian kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I'm very much in tuned with uh, Spanish culture. Um, so it wasn't, you know, and and I guess in all my past, you know, relationships were not. There wasn't really any any issues with you know being me Chinese and and my partner being you know uh, Hispanic or or whatever. Okay. Because I know, you know, Ziggy's been having that Cuban coffee in my croquetas, man. He's Miami all the way. Bro, speaking about like, you know, like, you know, I love, I'm sure like, you know, this is something that we share in common because I love food, right? I love eating. I'm a foodie. I think, Roger, you spoke about it before in another, yeah. uh-huh. uh, you know, a session that, that you love eating and you love going like through. Like the first thing I did, because I'm, I'm, I don't know if I said it earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm based in Austin now. I'm in Austin. Yeah. The first, did, okay. the first thing I did here was like look for Latin food. Um, but here in Texas, you know, Hispanic and Latin to them is just Mexican. You know what I mean? So like, it's mm-hmm. like it's tacos and quesadillas and, and, and Tex-Mex all over. Um, and I love, Mex- I like Mexican food, but you know, I'm looking for a little like, you know, arroz frijoles and, and some, you know, <laughs> some, some, some pan con bistec, but man, like, bro, it's, it's not, it's not here, man. <laughs> did I know did I know that shit? Did I know that shit? Tell me I didn't know that shit. <laughs> Bro, but like also yeah, no, I, I think that's that that shit what prompt me to um <laughs> to like say something to you, Roger, because I think you were talking about in the in the earlier podcast about like, you know, what you would be giving up like if you were to move, right? Mm-hmm. Um and all that stuff and why like my like to me, like going back to that I guess that topic my, Miami's home to me, you know, like it's, it's, it's where I grew up and obviously it's, it's what, what's comfortable and what I know, you know, but, but I had been itching to get out of Miami for a while due to a bunch of reasons, you know, about like, you know, the, the income uh, potential there, the, the superficiality of, you know, the, the people, the by and far the most of the people there, you know, um, the opportunities, the, or the absence of opportunities there, you know, so I can often, um, mainly for opportunities and you know lower cost of living, et cetera, right? But but I'll give you one thing though, like you know uh, you know, the food thing. Obviously, you know there's good food everywhere, but it's different what, than what you're used to. You know, I came here and I went to a Cuban restaurant, and I, no lie, I paid twenty bucks for like uh, a Cubano, and I was like, man, that's expensive Cubano, you know. <laughs> but then, mm-hmm. but also I was like, man, this bread is not like the same bread. That was in um, in Miami, and I still haven't really found like a pangolin bistec, right? Everyone has, everyone's like the, the the few places that are selling Cuban food, they're making Cubanos, but no one's making a pangolin bistec. So you know, it's not like Miami. I could pull up to a Sergio's, 
or you know Senor Pan, <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, just let me get like a a pan con bistec, and and it's like eight bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the trade off, you know. But the anywhere, I mean, a- anywhere you go, there's going to be trade offs. Again, really just depends on what you're looking for and 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 what your goals are, you know. Some people, uh, you know, can't can't make that sacrifice you know no matter how small or how how big um and some people are willing to you know do what it what you need to do to get to where you need to be you know me and roger had this um conversation i think the last time and i was telling him like i really haven't had people give me any good reasons as to why like Miami's so, you know, wonderful. And, you know, he hit some good points with, like, the food and stuff like that. So would you say, Ziggy, if you had a chance, you would come back to Miami or you're pretty much settled in um, Texas? Um, No. I Honestly, like, I'm a career-driven person, personally, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I've, I've always, I'm always looking to, to progress in my career um, until I hit, you know, where I'm satisfied, right? Um, mm. Which is the main factor that I was considering when I when I moved, and also the cost of living. Now, if I can make, you know, super money in Miami, yeah, I'll live in Miami. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then if I made super money, I'm like, maybe I want to live in, you know, North California. You know what I mean? Because like, uh, I, you know, I, ever since I was younger, like since. Uh, leaving uh high school you know I, I i for a while i was dead set on on making my way to to california now california mm-hmm. you know is sort of i guess or southern california is kind of similar to miami right you have like the beaches you have palm trees you have sunlight for most of the year um like miami to me miami has good things right like they have you know well if 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 you talk about like let's say let's break it down right Miami if I were to ask you does Miami uh 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 is Miami like diversified what would you say yes you would say it's diversified right but like if you say uh well where's the diversity if sixty like you might have like you know if you break it down to like okay well there's part Cubans Venezuelans Brazilians Colombians. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of cultures and a different diversity, but it's by and large in South Miami, it's 65% Hispanic, you know? So mm-hmm. for someone like, let's say, uh, me, who's Chinese, right? Like, and I don't speak, let's say, fluent Spanish, which I should growing up in Miami. Um, okay. You know, right? Like, I, I wouldn't see it that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a gray area. You know what? You could say it's diversified and you can also make it, make an argument that it's not, that diversify, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like going up in South Miami, like uh, or in Kendo or Doral, like I don't see a lot of Asian people. Like you got Chinese restaurants all over, and that's where you see Asians, you know. But like just out and about, you know, you don't really, I don't really see that many Asians. You know what I mean? Um, but it's obviously largely Hispanic. Um, but for me, why I chose to get out of Miami was for 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 career opportunities. And, mm-hmm. and for cost of living, right? Like me being a professional in Miami, you know, I've applied to a lot of jobs in Miami. I felt increasingly that if I didn't know fluent Spanish, then it was working against me, right? Okay. 
Also, in terms of, let's say, salary, I thought that Miami, and, and I think it's a fact that Miami just income doesn't doesn't really grow. And even to start with, they pay you much less than what you would make in another city, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and why I chose to come to Austin was because Austin has been a boomtown for for I don't know how many years now, you know, it's been growing and growing. And then I think just last year through the pandemic, you saw like the whole migration from the West coast or from, from the North Northwest coming down to, to, uh, to Austin, Tesla moving to Austin, Oracle moving to Austin, Dell is here, Google, mm-hmm. Facebook, Apple all have campuses or, or a presence here. So, you know, I Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Amazon, I was very interested in, you know, making a pass to, the tech sector, so Austin is where I chose to go. Mm-hmm. You know. So now, how has the good demographic changed over there now? Well, here's the. I always wanted right? to know. Well, I mean, let's say demographics. Like to me, I feel like just this is anecdotally, right? This is not like statistics. I don't have hard statistics. This is just like me, personally experienced uh, anecdotally, right? I see more African Americans here than than I did when I was in Kendo or 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 Doral, right? Um mm-hmm. and then I also see a, a lot more Asians here. Like in like I I'm I, I cook at home. I like to cook and, and I like to uh you know make my own food and and you know sometimes it's just you know regular cooking to feed myself and then other times it's just like a little bit more like gourmet shit. <laughs> you know, get a fancy with it. Um and and you know I like hunting and and uh, hunting for ingredients and going to ingredients or finding like you know more like rare ingredients type stuff right so uh like for instance like when i was in miami i i you know i love peruvian food so i used to make like like uh ají de gallina at home and and like lomo sotado and whatever but ají de gallina you know that dish requires like uh uh the ají amarillo which is the yellow pepper from peru i could find it easy frozen in Publix. I go to any Publix down in South Miami and, and you'll find Ahi Amarillo, you know. Um but coming here, um, you know, there's no like Publix or Public Sabor or there's no like, you know, uh Presidente or 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 or, or, or any of that. <laughs> they don't have any of that, right? They have mm-hmm. Fiesta, which is the uh the Hispanic supermarket but what what it really is is just largely Mexican supermarket, you know. So like I've been hunting for an ahi amarillo here for for like the past year, and I haven't found it. The only thing I could find is the the ahi paste, you know. And I don't want to use the paste; I just want to use like at least a frozen pepper if I can't find a fresh pepper, mm-hmm. um, you know. But on the other hand, when I was in Miami and I was cooking like like say my Asian dishes, you know, I went to like North Miami to like the good Asian shops. You know what I mean? Like if you go down on on 163rd North Miami, um, there's like kind of like a pseudo Chinatown a little bit, and they've been opening yeah. up across there. Um, so yep. for good ingredients and good fresh ingredients, I would go there. I would make the drive 40 45 minutes to North Miami to Pembroke to Sunrise to get these good ingredients but here i mean i could go down the street and there's like a korean shop there's a japanese shop and there's like a multiple you know chinese shops and and that's a lot more accessible and easy right so i traded one for the other right i can't find the the the, the spanish ingredients that much anymore but i got 
now access to a lot more, you know, Asian type ingredients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just trade-offs to, to, um, to what, to what, um, to what you want and, and what your goals are. And it's, it has, I wouldn't say it has been easy, you know, moving to Austin. It's definitely an adjustment. Uh, it hasn't been easy because um, my wife is still back in Miami. Like I, oh, she is. Yeah, yeah, she's still back in Miami. Oh. Um, I came here alone because I was phasing out of the job in Miami. Um, they okay. were sold to a competitor, or the assets were sold to a competitor, and they were dissolving the company. So I was phasing out regardless, uh, essentially being laid off anyways, right? But it's just that I lasted for a year because I was retained on contract for mm-hmm. for the for the transition. But I knew I was coming, my time was coming to an end, and it was a good time. I mean, it was in the middle of the pandemic, right? Uh, I had, uh, you know, at the time before before they told me that the company was was being sold, I, I was ready to leave already. And I had been interviewing. I had interviewed back to the cruise lines. I had interviewed to uh, to Burger King, uh, Restaurants Brand International on Blue Lagoon, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, and these are great companies, but that was the week before we went on lockdown on March 2020. Everything changed after that. Cruise lines took a hit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Big time. Uh, yep. Big time. I know a lot of people in the cruise lines that were like laid off or furloughed or whatnot, you know, so it, you know, and the biggest employers in Miami, a lot of them are cruise lines, you know, you have Carnival, Royal, Norwegian, Celebrity, you know, Region 7 Seas, Oceana, um, they're all part of like affiliates with the major cruise line, uh, the three, the three uh, Royal uh, Carnival in the region. It's not like I could make my way back to the cruise line. It, it didn't make sense, right? They were taking a hit. Um, most businesses were taking a hit. So I thought it was a great time to look at other cities. And I ended up in Austin, which was the number one city I wanted to go to. But I was looking at other cities as well. But mm-hmm. the reason I came alone, the reason I came alone was that, you know, I didn't know how it was going to work out. You know what I mean? Like I took a job here. Who knows? You know, maybe it wouldn't work out, and then and then I moved my whole family, or I mean, my wife and my dog. You know, that's my family. Um, if I move them here, and then she quits her job, and then my job doesn't work out, then we're in a we're in a bad spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I came out here first, um, and and to get situated, and then also work on where I want to be um, before moving her out here. So she's still in her job in Miami, but I but since you know my job is flexible, I've been going back every two months um since since I got here so I go back to Miami for like a week for two weeks etc okay wow cuz I was going to ask how's that you know how is that you know the fact that she's here and you're you know over there you know I mean yeah it's 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 tough cuz you know like I'm here alone like I only know one person here really um who's uh a friend of mine or, or, or you know he's like a best friend from from middle school um, okay. And you know we've been we've been close forever. So you know he we we he I went to, we, I went to Sunset and then he went to to Berlin for high school. So mm-hmm. um, you know we didn't go to high school together, but uh, he's been here for 12 years. So I have him, but you know he has his family. So I'm not like seeing him every day. What keeps me going is just that I'm focused on my goals, right? Like I want to break into tech, um, so I'm making connections, you know, going to meetups, meeting tech people, you know, finding a way into tech is, is what I'm focused on. 
Um, mm-hmm. But then also, you know, um, but obviously, you know, I talk to my wife like every day, and then and then I'll fly back every every two months, every month and a half, every two months I go back and, and stay a week, stay two weeks. Um, my job is pretty flexible uh, right now because, well, yeah, it's pretty flexible. Like so, like I can work, work remote pretty much anytime I want. So I just take my laptop and I don't even take days off. I'm just saying like, oh, I'm going to Miami and I'll just work from Miami for like two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Roger. You still on the line, What's Roger? Up, uh, I'm, I'm um, here, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, my ass, I'm like, my ass ain't going to Austin. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Roger, well, Roger, if you were to go, if, we, if you were to leave Miami, where would you go? That's a hard question, bro, because I've, I've been through a lot of different cities in the U.S. And this is going to sound fucked up, but I've been through a lot of the white America and Nashville, <laughs> Chicago, um, San Diego, San Francisco, and I did it for work, so I got to experience for long periods of time. I mean, long periods of time is anywhere from two to three weeks, maybe a month, depending on the on the assignment that I was doing. But um, the only one, man, that, that would really wouldn't affect me would be Atlanta. But, again, Atlanta is very close to Miami, too. You have such a Miami. diverse group of folks. Yeah, it's it's such a diverse group of people that um, you can go there, and it has its perks. But I don't know, man. Like for me, Miami's home, bro. It, it's I. If you were to tell me where I would retire, I would get the fuck out of Miami real quick. Like I wouldn't retire here. Like my goal is, you know, as I get older, as as I start, you know, all my investment starts to go higher and higher and higher. I do eventually want to retire somewhere out in either Europe, possibly Spain. Malaga, maybe uh, Barcelona, this, maybe Madrid. <laughs> no, 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 no. But because <laughs> no ultimately, bro, like the the way you look, the way you look at it, bro, and the way I see it is, you kids are not gonna want to be around you. So you live, and I, and this is not saying this is gonna sound like a bad father, but kids, you know, your kids are with you until they want to make their own life. So after that point, at what point do you forget? you know, who you are and the things that you want as an individual. You get me? And the things that you want to, you know, that you want to experience before you retire and you die. Because, dude, you know, like, we're we're getting to the point where we're 40, man, where our life is, is about to take a turn for the worse. You know, I'm not saying the worst, you know, <laughs> well, to all the 40-year-olds, you know, they're going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Don't I mean, it's a, it, like, it, it's a truth, man. It, it's a truth. Like, most people, like, things that are happening now, it's, like, when you get to that 50-year age and my kids are 20 because I have a 9-year-old and a 13-year-old, dude, what 18-year-old to 25-year-old wants to hang out with their 40-, 50-year-old dad? They don't, bro. That's, that's just the reality of it. So I want to be around them. It's not that I don't want to be around them. It's not that I don't want to see them grow up. But, you know, I busted my ass for so many years to be sitting like an old grandpa in the house and not do shit. Fuck that, bro. Enjoy life. I want to travel the world, bro. I I want to be able to wake up, and if I feel like having jamón serrano from the freaking from the leg that just got cut an hour ago, I want to do that. Like those are the things that I want to do. Like those are the things that excite me. Now, the other place where I would live would be somewhere like Colombia. Maybe I would move to 
uh, Medellin or something like that, where, dude, like, where the cost of living for an expat is well worth it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, what keeps you in, like, I mean, what keeps, like, I've heard, I've, I've had a lot of talks with different people, you know, people who, who, who don't see themselves leaving Miami and then those who have, you know, gotten out and, and, and don't regret it. Right. Like, I mean, and, 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 in terms of like you know hanging out with your parents, I'm 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 I don't know at least in my household and you know and I'm not sure if it's like you know across Asian culture, but like you know in my household I don't really hang with my parents. You know I have my my parents there in, in Miami and then I have my brother and that's the extent of my family. You know, but obviously like you know being a his uh, you know a largely Hispanic uh, geographical location, you know I know Hispanics or um and, and Latin Americans have like you know normally large families and they normally stick together and all that so that that's a big reason why you know a lot of people don't want to to leave Miami right but like if I were to pose the question to Roger and say hey Roger what if you go to another city that you know it's not Miami but it's you know suitable you can make a life but you get paid 40 percent more than what you get paid now right you could do more for your kids you could do more for I don't know the house you want you could do more for traveling and and whatever you know, like what's the, I mean, there's a lot of factors to factor in, but let's like, let's just harp on like the, the monetary factor, right? Like, is there a, a point in time where it was like, you know, if I give you this salary right now, you're willing to move, you know? Um, I think, I mean, I, I would think about it. Um, and I have pondered it because I've, I've been offered a position in Tampa and I've been offered a position in Nashville before to make, you know, not not like a ridiculously additional amount of money, but you know, you know, upwards in the twenty, thirty thousand dollars more. Cost of living is, you know, it's a lot less in those areas. So your money goes a long way, and the demographic, and you know, raising your kids outside of Miami, because Miami's great to live in, but it's not a great place to raise your kids in. That's just the reality of it. And that's in my opinion. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take back my youth. And all the shit that I did and I grew up and I got to experience here by living in Miami and being, you know, a young adult in Miami. But realistically speaking, this is not the best place to raise a, per- a person. Now, in some, in some things, no, and some things good because we have that, you know, that electric mentality where we are hustlers. Miami people are hustlers, whichever way you look at it. The majority of people are hustlers. You know, they, they move. Whereas if you go to all these other places, that's why we stick out like a sore thumb because to everybody outside, everybody thinks we're like on cocaine or something because we're so hyper. We're just like, we're just out to get things. We're just out to achieve things. I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's just the way I see it. And maybe I need to be older. Maybe I need to be a little bit calmer (laughs) to, to, to be able to enjoy living in those areas. But at, at this point of my life, I, I don't think so, man. Like it's, it's hard. Like I wouldn't, the fact, like you say, like, you know what it is to not be able to go get a Lomo Saltado on a fucking Friday night, bro, with your wife? <laughs> be able to get some bomb-ass ceviche, like, when you feel like it? It, it, sounds, it sounds like, it sounds ridiculous that, that I'm choosing food over quality of life, but for me, those are the things that I personally enjoy. I enjoy as my family, you know, like, where I tell my wife, let's go have dinner, and we have options. And it's not any restaurant, Chinese restaurant. No knocking, no knocking them food because I fucking love me a fucking uh, pan and all that shit and, and you know, uh, chicken tikka and everything. But I, I just, I, 
that's a trade-off, man, that would be so hard for me to leave. And it's ridiculous because it sounds stupid that food would be your determining factor. But for me, it is, man. Like, it's, it's just having the variety because I'm somebody that gets bored easily on food. So I can make it at home, but just the thing, like, you're telling me, you can't find a fucking a yellow pepper. <laughs> yeah. Like, that shit, that shit is, like, that will kill me because I love cooking as well. So me not being able to get, you know, you know, un ají amarillo or, or going to get a, a good croqueta or a good Cuban coffee is like a kick in the ass, bro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you know, Justin, I mean, that that's a great example. I mean, this is basically an example of, like, you know, what uh, you're willing to do. And it's not ridiculous to say, oh, this is stopping me from leaving. You know, it's about food. I mean, I, I had to consider that, too. You know what I mean? It's just that <laughs> the, the sacrifices, no matter how trivial or you know how little that you think it is obviously you know for everyone is personal you know what i mean so like obviously like i love food i mean that's i would say like food is like <laughs> you know my, my number number one enjoyment really you know um eating and, and, and eating different food and i eat everything you know I don't, I don't have a bias i'm not allergic to anything and i eat everything you know so so obviously um you know that that aspect of it coming here and not being able to like you know just have that easily accessible Latin American food you know has been difficult but but obviously like you know giving that up um and then getting something access to something else is is different right like i I'll tell you like you know tacos are everywhere here, you know what I mean, so like when yeah. they say taco Tuesdays, like no lie, it's like a two dollar taco man, I could eat like a a great meal for like four bucks. You know what I mean? Try finding that in Miami. You know what I mean? Like uh, you can't, you can't go and get lunch, you know, uh, for four bucks. Can you like in Miami, you know, like it's just like the the, the cost differences mm. are, are, are huge in, in certain things, you know? Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, like I'll tell you, like uh, I, I lived in Doral before, before the apartment that I had with my wife um, in Doral two, two, no, two one, a two one in Doral, on ninety seventh and like close to Northwest Twelfth Street. You know, okay. um, the rental rate that I was paying <clears throat> when my lease was up was about nineteen fifty for a two one. You know, I kept checking afterwards in twenty twenty one as the real estate and rental market exploded, and it's still high now. It hasn't really cooled down. Um, Maybe a little bit, but not that much. It went up to twenty eight hundred dollars in Doral for a two one. When I went back to visit, I drove to the same community to take my dog because I wanted to see if my dog could remember the apartment and all that stuff, you know. And I started seeing like little Mercedes GLs there, like GL five fifties, and like these, you know, SUVs, like they're like money SUVs. You know what I mean? And you know, it dawned on it dawned. Wait, hold on. How's it not in Austin? Well, I'll tell you right now, but, but let me finish that story too. It dawned on me at that point why I was seeing a little bit more fancier cars in Doral than I was used to when I was living there. It's because the people in Brickell got pushed out of Brickell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Brickell, people started coming to Doral because they couldn't afford Brickell anymore. <laughs> you know? And it was just like ridiculous <laughs> to me. And I know like obviously like, you know, you can buy a house and, and make buy you know, everyone makes the argument that buying a house is, is it's much more affordable than paying rent because you're actually owning something, etc. Yeah. But the, the, the housing market, you know, the median price in, in, 
and Miami hit like 500k for a median house in Miami, right? Like there's like these memes and these uh these uh, IG channels just making fun of like rinky thing highly houses going for like 400k, 450k for like whatever, you know? And people are paying for those stuff, and you know I refuse to pay that kind of stuff. Um, but in Austin here, at least, I mean, Austin has been going up too. It's going up everywhere, you know, North Carolina, Austin. San Diego, San Francisco, everywhere has gone up. But compared to Miami, it's still lower. Like my my rental when I came in here, the apartment that I have now, um, had a base rate. It was a it was a new development, so it had a base rate of like sixteen hundred for a two two, and then I pay for a garage. You know, so that's far from, you know, what I was paying almost two k for a two one in Doral, and and then where it jumps to like you know. 2800 like you'll find you know 2300 2400 now for a 22 here but those are nice mm-hmm. ones you know what i mean um so it's not like you going around miami and saying like oh you know what like this apartment it's a luxury apartment you know how my i mean you know how miami advertising is right it's luxury amenities all this stuff boom 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 but it's pretty much a basic apartment and you're gonna pay like 2500 <laughs> yep <laughs> yep so you know be, this is a question for both. So besides the food, what else would attract you to, you know, to Miami? Um, well, I mean, obviously, if you're like, I don't know, it's it's been different for me. I mean, you're saying if I were to like look from the outside, what would attract me to Miami? Better yet, since we all grew up here. Yeah. Minus the food, what will what will want you to still stay here? I mean, Miami has its own vibe, right? Like mm-hmm. you have like that tropical weather. I mean, the weather is a big thing weather. too. Even yeah. even though that it gets hot as balls, you know, and you go outside and you know, temperature says like eighty five, but it really it feels like ninety five, and you just instantly sweat when you go out. It's so humid, you know. Um, but still, at, at the end of the day, like, I, I don't think I would want to be somewhere where it's like, you know, six months of winter or five months of winter, right? Like Northeast, you know, uh, or, you know, the Northern Hemisphere, I mean, the, you know, like the New England area, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, that's a hard sell for me. Like, if, if you want me to move to, like, Boston or, or, or New York, because you got, like, four or five months of, like, like serious winter. And, you know, growing up in Miami, we're just not used to that. You know, I can put up, I, I like snow, you know, I like snowboarding. I, I've gone snowboarding many times, you know, but that's like short term. I don't want to be living, mm-hmm. scraping, like, I don't want to scrape a driveway or chipping ice off my windshield every day. Oh, you know what no. I mean? Hell no. So that, that is one big, you know, appeal. Um, coming to Central Texas, you know, uh, there was, I mean, last year they had that snowpocalypse here, you know, which was kind of scaring me. Like I had just came right after that and I didn't know if it was going to happen again this year. Thank goodness. It, but there were a few days where it got got really cold, like 20s, you know, and there was like Oof. ice on the cars and stuff like that. So I'm not really used to that. But those things I can deal with, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm just focused on, on on my goals. And again, you know, the reason I came here is because I'm very much career driven. And this is where all the opportunities are. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But for someone else who is not looking for like climbing that ladder to be like you know the top notch 
honcho or at least like a you know senior honcho somewhere in some corporate company and they just want you know a good enough satisfactory living you know chill with my family chill with my my wife and kids and have access to you know uh the things i like that that reminds me of you know how i grew up like food and and whatnot then then you know it's not a hard decision for them to stay you know what i mean it, it's just it really comes down to 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 a bunch of variables of like where you prioritize more what's more important to you or at least what's more important to you at this moment you know what i mean and for ask, everyone that I, can change anytime i asked roger this already i want to ask you change avenues yeah you know our 20 years coming up uh, i do are you going to the reunion um, I would like to, but I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, uh-huh. you know, I mean, the, the, my, my, like core friend circle is, they're all distributed now, you know, like I, um, like a few is in Miami, my brother's in Miami, another's in North Carolina, one's in Atlanta, one's here in Houston. So like, we're kind of like, distributed now you know so it's not like um you know we get to see each other often or anything like that but we do like you know we share a group chat and we just basically catch up every day you know so it doesn't feel like you know with technology these days well i'm sure you guys have it what's that groups you know yeah um and all that like it's easy to stay updated in each other's lives you know but i would like to go to see some other friends who aren't like in my core group who who i don't really uh you know keep in touch with with a regular basis and that would be cool you know but um but i don't know if i'm gonna make it um it's in june i think right yeah just don't know where and when i know yeah it's in june just don't know uh you know where it's gonna be at i told roger that's what i'm looking at the most as well where it's gonna be at is it gonna be literally a weekend a night how much you know things like that yeah, so, I mean, I'm not so worried about, like, I'm not so worried about, like, <clears throat> I mean, where is important because you want to have, you know, good enough space. How yeah. much, uh, you know, I'm sure, like, you know, we're we're all not dirt poor, so I'm sure no. it's fine. No. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> but I think what's more important is I think what, like, is probably going to be, you know, uh, I guess, uh, um deciding factor for most people is to say, like, <clears throat> they're going to start reaching out to, like, you know, their their group of friends say who's going and if you're all going then we'll go type of thing you know um and then and then and then just timing really you know but i i mean like i would like to i went to the 10 year i don't know if you guys went no i didn't go because okay maybe you know because i know i you know me and roger talked about it and i couldn't think of the name of the place where was the 10 year at it was at Fado's, the Irish pub in Mary Brickle Village. That's it. Irish Fado. Okay. That's right. That's it. There it is, Roger. <laughs> yeah, that we were, place is gone, we, so like it's closed down, so it's not there anymore. Yeah, because we was talking, and I'm telling Roger, I'm like, I specifically didn't go because I don't remember who I was with, what the function was, but I remember going to Irish Fado, or far, how do you say it? And I remember going, and then when I found out it was going to be there, I'm like, man, I don't want to go right back. 
That's it. And I know by now, yeah, yeah. place has probably been closed because that was like oof, years ago. Irish Fado. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, like, you know, I think, you know, especially like if you weren't, you know, if you didn't have a good time in high school, you're probably not going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you know, mm-hmm. there's the types that just like, you know, didn't care for high school, barely remember anyone, moved on with their lives and that's it. You know, okay. they're, they're yeah. not going to go. I mean, I had a pretty good experience in high school, you know, um, just normal experience, had friends, hung out with, you know, a core group of people. Um, mm-hmm. And then by extension, you know, a larger group of friends. You know, I mean, it, it, I think it got pretty big. You know, I mean, I, I think you know, Justin, because like we, we were a bunch of us were hanging like literally a couple of years after high school, like in front of Daisy's house, and there was like a large group there. You man, know? oh man, yeah, right. Like with Sergio, like Sergio's a cool, cool piece. Um, you know, I, I, I stay up with him. I stay in touch with him like sometimes. You okay. know, but but I haven't seen him in, in years. You know, and these are you know, mm-hmm. these are people I, I used to hang with all the time, um, and you know I don't know if he's gonna make it or not. So, but it would be cool to see him if he were to make it. You know, um, but yeah, I think it really comes down to you know, like you know who do you want to see and if they're going really. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's interesting to see you know where people ended up in life. You know how people have changed, etc. But uh, one of the you know I guess. Uh, one of the uh, factors that 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 sort of like hampers that is just that you, you know if you have social media and you're connected on Instagram and and whatever you probably pretty much know what you know what's going on in other people's lives at least uh, you know what they're putting on on social media so yeah you know yeah. you're probably not gonna learn a lot more like you know in person either so that's another thing that's probably why people won't go you know but um I just feel like it's one of those things that you do and then. You know, I mean, when I was a kid uh, or younger and I looked at, you know, like, you know, movies <laughs> with like, you know, high school reunions, I always thought like, oh, man, like, I wonder how it'd be like when when I go to my high school reunion. Right. So I know what my tenure looked like. And it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? You know, I you know, 20 years, like a lot of things have changed since 20 years. I think a lot of people have gotten kids, gotten families, you know, a lot of people have moved, moved out of Miami. So it's probably harder now to, to yeah. make it back. So. Yeah, I also don't want to, you know, fly back to Miami, show up, and there's like 20 people, and be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, well, I know you mentioned movies. Y'all, have uh, any of you guys uh, caught uh, the Batman yet? I did. Um, Who said? Was that, that you, Roger? No, it's me, Ziggy. No, no, oh. not me. You gotta tell me. You gotta tell me if that shit's good or not, bro. Because I'm, yeah. I want to take the kid. You see, like, for me, like, if we go to the reunion, kind of going back to the reunion, for me, it's like, I'm going to be talking about kids. Oh, how old are your kids? Oh, what grade are they? Like, that's going to just be like an old-ass conversation. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, Roger wants to go to the reunion, but like, yo, let's get fucked up. <laughs> that's what he's waiting for. Uh, yeah, you know it, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro like, <laughs> yo, before you even say hi, bro, shots, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll be like, after he'll say, yeah, let's go get the... Caracas or whatever, you know, all that, all that, I'm black, so, you know, I, a lot of those foods you name, I'm like, they just went over my head, so I just said Caracas, because that's what I felt like saying, but, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll go get those after the shot. Yeah, no, you know? no, you got to go get to uh, Los Perros, you got to get the Los Perros. Oh, and, yeah. Know, oh, Lord, bro. Los Perros. Actually, before I left, I made sure I got some, some, some Colombian hot dogs, you know. Oh, man. 
it, I went and you know, a... no, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say real quick, and and you know, you and then you could go, Ziggy. Like it's funny we laughing about this stuff, but that's one thing I can say I like about Miami is like you can get these different foods, you know. Yeah, not only you can get these different foods, but I think you you mentioned it in in the last um, podcast with Roger is that you know Miami stays up late. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they stay up really late. Like you could. Here, I mean, what's really big here is food trucks, too. Like, and, and this is something that you don't really find in Miami. So, like, Miami, you have, like, food trucks, right? But then yeah. they have, like, one by, like, the Chase Bank over there on 88th and 137. Yep. And then they have one, like, you know, somewhere else, like, on, on uh, you know, 120th by the immigration building, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the how you would get, like, access to a lot of trucks would be like, you know, I think in Tropical Park on like Fridays, like used one to be time like Fridays, they they'd yeah. be like, you know, a bunch of, you know, kind of like a food truck fest kind of thing, and they yep. just bring like ten food trucks there, right? But the thing about Miami is like they they have to do all this, like when the first when the whole food truck movement started in Miami, like you know there was just like the Wild West, you could do whatever, but then the city got involved and they're like now you got a permit, so now you got to be a parking and all that stuff, and then people were basically being pushed out. Um, but like here in Austin, they have food truck lots. So you could go to like different areas and they have just like a food truck lot where there's like five, six food trucks and they're just there permanently, you know? So they'll have like a vegan one. They'll have like different Mediterranean ones. And then some of them have Thai and Mexican together and stuff, you know? So it's not that you can't find up here um it's just different you know um but like speaking of that colombian hot dog man like miami colombian hot dogs if you go to like like back in the day roger right like we used to be like oh whatever you 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 party at night and then you go down like bird road and go to los Perros and then get yourself you know a hamburger or or a, a, a colombian hot dog i went to a colombian place here and um i felt like oh man the buns aren't the same like you know the buns in miami were like longer you know so it's like little things i nitpick out of that but it was still good you know you could find it it's just that not as widespread in miami um and it's harder to uh to find but just again you know trade-offs there's there's things that you you gain and there's things that you lose so was the flavor remotely the same or at least close to the same yeah um close i wouldn't say perfect like how they do it in miami you know, you can't, you can't really beat it, you know, like, but the thing mm-hmm. is like, you, you, you don't, but the thing is like, it could be biased. You know what I mean? Like in Miami, we grew up in Miami, right? So like mm-hmm. I say, this is a Cubano and this is a Miami Cubano, but apparently, you know, traditional Cubanos or Cubanos where they started, like let's say Cuban sandwich in Tampa, they do it different. Did you know, in like the Cuban sandwiches in Tampa, they put salami in it. I didn't freaking know that. Me either. You know? But that's that, but that's probably something and, like you said. That's something that Tampa does. But apparently, that's what I'm saying. But then I found yeah. out that apparently, Cuban sandwiches like kind of started in Tampa or something like that. I don't I don't know huh? what it was. I don't know what the story was. But like Cuban oh, sandwiches shit. started in Tampa before it was in Miami. Basically, is the 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 gist of it. And that in Tampa, the way they did it was they had salami in it with ham. With the Swiss cheese, mustard pickles, and the uh, the pork, the lechon. 
Yeah, because see, yeah. I know all that you just said, but like I said, you lost me with that salami because I'd be like, yeah. what the fuck? Salami, that'll be something like if, you, if you're if you at home and you just want to add something, but I didn't, damn, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so they they call it the Tampa Cuban, I guess, you know. But yeah, <laughs> wow. that's, uh, you know, but, you know, it's just that I think, you know, we also have some, you know, uh, inherent bias, you know, growing up somewhere and that's what you know, like people who who you meet, Right. Then they say, oh, I moved all over or like, you know, my dad was like in the Air Force or the military. And we moved here every like six years, seven years station here. And they got to live in different cities. They might have not really a big opinion on like what they prefer. You know what I mean? But like people like us who spent 30 years in one city and not really just one city, like in like Kendall, (laughs) like we're not talking about we going like if you go up to Sunrise, it's different, you know, or even further, like you know, Coral Springs or whatever, right? But but we grew up 30 years in, like, Kendall, South Miami. And that's just, like, embedded in us. You know what I mean? That's just what I'm comfortable with and what I know, right? Like, I, I grew up in the hammocks, and then I went to, like, somewhere around Chrome, and then I was in, mm-hmm. in Forest Lakes, Forest Lake. I guess. Yeah, which is, like, 162 mm-hmm. in Kendall. And then yeah, I yeah. was like in 88th and 107th and then went to Doral. Like Doral in terms of like living is like the furthest I got from where I came, you know, when I first got to Miami. You you want to hear something funny? Y'all, y'all probably didn't know. Nobody didn't know this. You know, I didn't grow. You know, what's funny. I didn't I didn't live in Kendall when I was at, in high school with y'all. Not surprising. <laughs> A lot of people like live. Uh, elsewhere, right? So yeah, uh, where, I, where, where, where were we living? I was in the Grove. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because what happened with me? My mom was a teacher. She retired now, and at the time, she you know she was teaching um, at what, Winston Park, and I'm sure everybody you know. Well, you obviously Ziggy, you know yeah. Daisy's house, Winston Park, so. Yeah. That's how, okay, well, that's how I know Daisy and her brother, uh, Danny. So we go way back. But I went to school in Park because my mom taught there. So then afterwards from there, I jumped over to McMillan and then Sunset. So back in the day, what we used to do, and I'm sure a lot of people did it. Well, no, I'm sure they did do it. We used someone's address. But what I did, I knew the person whose address I had. It was this girl I went to um, elementary with. So middle school, she was smart. Um, she went to uh, shit. What is the okay? What's the middle? The uh, oh god, at the time, the magnet sc- school. Um, oh god, jeez. I'm trying to think. No, Maybe no, y'all can name. Yeah, magnet. Middle, I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say Arvada, but that shit was trash as fuck when I went there. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, that shit. I mean, I know man. magnet schools. There was like fuck. Mass Academy or something. Ma- no, nah, but Mass is high school though. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't okay, know but damn. Oh, maybe it was Carver. One of those schools. But anyways, so she went there, and then we're like, damn, we need to use someone's address. So I'm trying to think of okay, right next to because it's been a while since I passed by Sunset. Okay, right next to Sunset, you got those apartments. That's um, oh god, what, what what's those apartments? Next to Sunset, um, like literally, 
there's yeah there's like i don't a, know the uh i don't know the name okay but you know what i'm talking about it separated it, it the like there was a wall that separated from like the parking lot to those apartments in the back yeah 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 okay it's probably right next to it it's exactly. probably like sunset something <laughs> Okay, yeah, and then you got or some shit like that. <laughs> and then you got those townhouses, that community right next to it. I forgot the name of those. So that's where I had my address located. So obviously it looked like I went to Sunset. So with me saying that, I didn't get a chance to hang out with a lot of people like outside of school because I couldn't really tell anybody that I lived in the Grove. You know what I mean? But you know, looking back, I, you know, I still obviously talk to people in school, but really I couldn't hang out with a lot of people on every weekend because I was so far away, like 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, now for me, I, I don't know, uh, Roger, did you go to like hammocks? Did I go to hammocks? No, I went to Arvida. Yeah. So we, we, we met in, in Sunset. So, like, for me, okay. like, people who grew up in Kendo, um, a lot of us, um, you know, went to different elementary schools. I went to Gilbert Porter in the hammock. Okay. Right? But then when it came to middle school, the only middle school around really was, like, hammocks. Um, so, yeah. you know, pretty much, like, almost the entire, like, Sunset class, I think... I think the majority of the people went in that track from Gilbert Porter to Hammocks to Sunset. And we Don't got to Sunset. McMillan. McMillan, too. Yeah. Cause I, McMillan yeah too. Just a few of us. Yeah. So, like, going to Sunset, Sunset was like, at least in Kendall, was like the major high school there. You know, this was pre Varela. Varela got there like maybe a year after we entered in high school. So we got into high I school in like nineteen we got into high school in like ninety nine. Ninety eight. I wanna say um I wanna yeah. say Varela like two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah, it was after. Like Varela mm-hmm. wasn't finished like they didn't finish building Varela until we got Mm-mm. into the sunset already. You know, mm-hmm. so um, so like a lot of people in like in the Sunset graduating class of '02, like, you know, a lot of them I I've seen since since like Gilbert Porter, and and most of them I think I, ha- most of them from Hammocks. I think you had I think the difference was like west of thirty west of one thirty seventh and east of one thirty seventh, and that's where like the big difference was between the schools. Like I was I was uh, east of one thirty seven. I was right near the crossings. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was west of 137 in the hammocks. Okay. Yeah. That's. So yeah, that 127, like Roger said, that 127, that's right there with Arvida, big time. Yeah. Yeah. But man, high school was a long time ago. Man, I barely remember it actually. <laughs> what high school? I mean, I remember it, you know, but there's a lot of like, you know, if you like when people bring stuff, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's my age, my memory now. <laughs> you know. But. Yeah, nah, I, I do what I do remember vaguely, man, our senior year when we had all those people that died. Our senior year. Remember, we had all those people that passed that passed away. There, I mean, I, I remember there were deaths, but I can't really remember specifically like who or. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, nah. Yeah, like, it I, wasn't anyone like it wasn't anyone like you know close to me or anything. So it's probably why I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, you know, our, our last two years in high school was obviously like you know a, a weird time because we just had nine eleven. Yeah. You know, in two thousand one, yeah. and then and then a lot of people I think went to the military afterwards. A lot you know. of. Um, and then everyone else, you know, went on their ways and uh, their paths. Uh, but it's been, uh, yeah, man, it's hard to believe it's been uh, 20 years. I know. It doesn't feel like it. Like No, it. And I think it got faster, like, after, I feel like immediately after, like, 2006. Six. It really flew by <laughs> for me I, you know at least because you know like after like 2002 we graduated and then you had like okay those years that where you're like you know 2003 2004 I'm sure all of us were still sort of fresh like messing around you know yeah. going out you know just chillaxing coming home at like you know 3am 4am not yep. coming home <laughs> <laughs> you know but then, like, for me, I think, um, you know, after, like, 2005 is when I sort of, like, really, I don't know. I don't have a good word for it. Like, I, I, I guess, you know, in my own experience, I was like, you know, it's time to, like, smarten up, you know, like, you do okay. what you got to do. Like, uh, you know, start working on, on where you got to go and, and what kind of life you made so, to, that you want to make, you know. So, like, after, like, 2006 was more when I was, like, starting to, like, think about career you know, finishing school, um, that type of stuff, you know? So I was like less about hanging out and, and doing whatnot, like, you know, man, it was late for me. I'm going to say, yeah, it was late. I'm Oh nine, because that's when I was about to, you know, finish up my last couple steps to go into the police Academy. And then that's when I was going to FI, getting ready to get in the FIU. So at that point, that's when I buckled down because I knew I'm like, okay, I'm leaving Dade. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm leaving Dade. Now I'm going to a bigger, you know, I'm going to actual university. Now is when like the fun needs to stop. So, and, and it's so funny because when I got there, I'm sitting in class and I'm looking at people like, what's wrong with you people? It's because I guess at the time, you know, our ages were a lot different. I'm sitting in, even though we were still young at the time, but I'm sitting in class with literally 18, 19 year olds that are literally soaking wet from high school. So I'm like, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, why are these people talking like this? Like, what, what's wrong <laughs> with y'all? No, really. And I, and I felt like the old person because I'm like, well, I'm like, well, damn, like I'm thinking, well, a part of me is like, well, shoot, you should have been out of this situation. Yeah, no, I mean, I had you know? I had the same experience. You know, like, I was in class. Really, I was, like, full-time, cool. Because for the majority of my undergrad, I was, like, part-time because I was working full-time. Okay. You know, okay. so, but I went full-time after I got laid off um, in 2011. Okay. Um, and that's where I really, you know, sort of, like, made an effort to, like, yo, I'm hitting five classes a semester type stuff, you know? Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. the people in my class, they were like youngins, you know, like like just new uh new graduates from high school that were like, you know, sophomores, freshmen or I mean, mm -hmm. actually no, more like sophomores and and juniors cuz 
um, they weren't freshmen. But but yeah, no, like I felt super old. I joined clubs, you know. Uh, even okay. Though I was like older. I joined clubs. Uh-huh. Uh, I did the American Marketing Association. I did a, okay. a club called like the Phoenician Investment Fund, which was like, you know, uh, investment banking, trading, finance uh-huh. type stuff. You know, okay. so so I tried to do that, and that's where I really sort of like felt like the difference because, you know, all these younger people were like just, you know, they were like go getters. You know, they were like, oh, I'm applying for this internship, that internship, and and I never got a chance to do internships, which I think would have mm-hmm. you know would have helped propel like a career or something like that. So um so you know that's that's part of the you know looking back to say like oh this is a you know this is a chance that I missed right I didn't get to do an internship to sort of like really launch the career and I did did it the hard way just like you know getting in somehow and then climbing my my way up you know but back to what you were saying earlier about like you know about less fun I know what Roger's gonna say Roger's like no fuck that bro you gotta still have fun (laughs) but but it's true though you know it's not about having less fun it's you know you gotta still have fun it's just everything in life is a balance you know what I mean and if you think about it like for me how I look at it is like you know I'm I don't know if it's like maybe like you know uh you know superficial of me or 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 material of me because like I'm I'm you know I'm always like chasing like I guess money (laughs) you know what I mean like income earn Mm -hmm. more earn more with doing less but um but you know fun also comes with you know uh discretionary spending right like you know you you if you have the the, the income if you have the money then you can have more fun you know what i mean so like yeah the, the, the difficult part is managing all that you know when you got bills and everything like that and you're up to your neck and like paying stuff and you just don't have whatever you know fucking party right. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no man i mean i think uh priorities change uh you know with uh i mean priorities change you know as you as you age right so like fun for us back when we were I mean, you know, Roger, like when we're, I mean, right now, do you still do car stuff? No, not even not, close. Not even close, right? Like, Bro, I'm, I'm, I, I, I have a truck and, me, and I think the only thing I did on it is I put HID lights. That's the only thing I ever done to that truck. Oh, I put some side steps, but that's about it. Like performance, sound, that shit went out the window the moment I had my kids. Yeah, man. See, like, that's another thing, right? Like if you have kids, right? I don't have kids, so I don't, I, I can't relate to that. But like, I know that if I were to have kids, that my hobbies and my expensive stuff, like I'm not buying no more cameras and no more drones <laughs> like that. That that stuff is going to the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But before, yeah. like when we were younger, like, you know, 2003, four, whatever. In 2004, I had an RSX, brand new uh, RSX Type S, man. Within a year, I boosted that stuff. I put a turbo on it. <laughs> you know, I put I put suspension on it. We were, I was autocrossing with it. I blew that engine in 2005. It's a brand new car, man. <laughs> you know, I had a Macy's credit card. I sunk a crap load of money in that with the Macy's credit card with like, you know, 19% interest and whatnot, you know. That was some crazy decisions, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm like, uh, you know, like I had, you know, when I got a good job, uh, uh, maybe like in, in 2014, I went and bought a, a used FTI, like a hatchback. Uh, mm-hmm. Roger, Roger would know, you know, the car. I don't know if you're into cars, but Roger would know the the Meg Motor. I had an STI and I kept it stock. It was a fun car, and then it got totaled because somebody ran a red and I T-boned the F-150. Oh, um, and then I bought a brand new WRX. But those two cars, um, these two Subaru, I've kept stock, man. Like I'm, I'm, you know, this 
this car is financed. I'm not messing with it. You know, like I keep it stocked. So, you know, like those are things like that was fun back then. Right. But now at this age, I know that's not my type of fun anymore. Right now, the type of fun that I want is like, hey, I want to travel and see different places. Right. I want to mm-hmm. go hiking. I want to I want this drone so I could get some good videos of like, you know, my exploration, like these these hiking trails. And then I want to buy cameras so I could like, you know, dabble in my photography etc right so this is fun for me now right looking for new food finding new restaurants you know um no lie man i think i told roger like the other day uh the last time i was in in uh in miami i went to winwood and i went to a 1-800-LUCKY you know i don't know you guys been there 1-800-LUCKY i've heard of it i haven't been though but i've heard of it yeah the it's beer like a, is awesome there bro yeah it's like a little uh like a little Asian inspired food hall, right? So they have like a little stuff for like dim sum. They have like some like, you know, Thai stuff or whatever. And they have a bar and it's great. I've been there multiple times. The first few times I went, I was like, boom, that was like years ago, you know, when Windwood was coming up really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last time I went, it was November. I went in there. I'm like, man, the music is too loud. My ears, you know what I mean? Like, I can't really do this anymore. I could like, I can't talk to my wife. I'm like screaming to like, try to like get her to hear me and stuff, you know? So I was like, man, yeah. you want to, I told my wife, I was like, hey, you want to just go to like Midtown, you know, where the old people are, so we can like have dinner hey. there, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> so I'm saying like, and, you know, my point is that fun changes, you know, as you like different points in does. life, right? Like what's fun yeah. for you back then is not the same fun. Now you're looking for different priorities and different stuff. And it's all about just balancing what you need to do to make that life happen. You know what I mean? I don't think everyone's like 100% satisfied with their life. There's always improvements or room for improvement. I'm going to piggy on that, Ziggy. I was talking to my mom the other day. Um, Well, shit, I talk to her every day. But this particular day, I was telling her some stories. And I was telling her, you know, I said, Mom, this was actually Sunday. I said, Mom, I said, if I was to pass away on Monday... I would say I've had a good life. Like, in other words, I've had my fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's still some things that I would like to do. And you know what, Ziggy? I I feel like, well, maybe I'm thinking too much because my birthday is on the 31st of this month. So it's like I've been doing more thinking. And I feel like a lot of this has contributed to me not finishing school and getting stuff started. Like you see how when Roger mentioned at 21, you know, he was selling drugs and getting an apartment. I'm just talking. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. But you know how. No, I wasn't selling like drugs, he... man. That was a street pharmacist. So come on. So, sorry, I gave you a secret away. My bad. I didn't mean to give you a secret away. Um, How, like, you know, at 21, he had an apartment, this and that, making over 65K. I look at it in the sense that, like, I feel like, well, no, no, I feel like like my life, like our lives, me and Ziggy started late, you know, and I look at it now and I'm like, I know we can't obviously turn back the hands of time. We can't. But I feel like a lot of this is, is because, you know, I waited, you know, so late to get really life started. And I think if I would have did a lot of this early on, by now I'd be a whole lot more complacent, you know, but at the same time, we're still at a good age. 
You know what I'm saying? If I, if it makes sense, we're still at a good age. We're not. Yeah, fine, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure we all say like I'm sure we say to ourselves and when when we talk in our group chats with our friends <laughs> that like you know it comes up all the time. It's inevitable that this comes up. That like oh man, like everyone's birthday or someone's birthday's come up. It's like. 38 or whoever's the one that you know ages up the first is like oh man you're a viejo whatever you know like Mm -hmm. we're old now and then we're back and all this stuff you know but in reality we're still you know not even midlife yet right hopefully everyone's all like healthy and and good with their families and stuff like that but in reality we're we're still not that old right we uh, uh you know nominally yeah you know we we are old but but you know i think for most of us you know, I think we generally probably have sort of like a young heart, you know, to say like, you know, yeah. we think young. Um, um, but, you know, like getting, I mean, you know, what, like it, everyone's different in terms of like where they think there was a pivotal moment of like when you really sort of like say, oh, my life started or where you think your life started or where you really found yourself. Right. Some people never find that point. Some people go through those points, you know, multiple times throughout their lives, you know, about like, you know, maybe there was an event that you know really impacted you or or you might have gone through a traumatic event or whatever like for me Mm -hmm. you know um post high school i i I stayed at home with my parents and my brother left to the air force at 17. so for a few years i was with my parents you know and i wasn't getting along with them and i was really like sort of hating life so i spent my time like all out you know all hours at night outside just hanging out doing whatnot or whatever and then when my brother got out of the 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 military like in 2006 that was around you know when we were 21 um i had moved out with him and and i was renting a room with him well he 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 owned the place and 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 he and and you know he bought like a little small condo on like 107 and 88 and okay and um uh well, he bought it from my parents is what it was. I don't I don't remember the whole thing. But anyways, I live with him and I moved out from my parents and I've been out from under my parents ever since, you know, at 21. But then, okay. you know, I was living with my brother and I was paying him rent and, and, you know, I was still making shit money. So it was difficult. You know, I slept on, like I bought, I finally bought like a platform bed, but I slept on an air mattress for two years. <laughs> you know what I mm-hmm. mean? That's how, how like cheap I was. I didn't mind it at the time because I was just like, oh, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to care about sleeping on an actual mattress. You know, like I spent my mm-hmm. money elsewhere, but I think, you know, during that time, if I were to like, you know, like same thing that you were saying, like if I were to like, you know, maybe like balance it a little bit better, you know, focus on school, but also having fun and then make me, I'm making my way, you know, in my career, um, then maybe I would be, be further along in my career now than than where I am. I'm not saying that I'm not, you know, at a good spot in my career, but yeah. you know, I just think that for me personally that that you know, I I'm 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 very much a sort of like an impatient person, you know, so I think that you know, when I you know, every, everyone says, I mean like, you know, saying that you know, you're 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 your own like harshest critic, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at your own accomplishments, you might feel like it's not you know, uh, that much of accomplishment or you have a lot of shortcomings or whatever. So, um, you know, a lot of times I feel that way about myself. Like I further along in my career, um, because I'm very career focused, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and and that's just me, but other people, you know, like they're very, uh, just, you know, they're, uh, they're fully satisfied with where they are, you know, working a satisfying job, you know, they have job security, they have family and, and that's really all it takes at the end of the day. It's not about like, you know, being 
to me, I think at the end of the day, for us, all of us, and I say this to my friends all the time too, it's just that I think we should be grateful, even though that we, in our view, think that we've endured, you know, certain hardships or certain difficulties in our personal lives, and everyone's different, right? Different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end of the day, all of us can say that we've had, you know, an above average upbringing. You know, we had yeah. family that cared for us. You know, we we weren't like on the street poor or anything like that. And also, mm-hmm. you know, looking at something like right now, you know, what people are going through like around the world, right? Like Ukraine. I mean, we never had to like just up and leave our home. You know what I, I know. mean? Like, so these are things to be like grateful for, you know, and really when I think about it and saying like, you know, the, the complaints or like, you know, the, the difficulties that, that I think I'm facing, I'm always thinking, saying like, yeah, these in the large scheme of things aren't really big things, you know, just, Hey, it took you longer to get somewhere and you still want to get there. Keep working yep. your way at it. I mean, the thing that I've learned as I've aged, is just really like, just keep doing it you know like you said in the beginning consistency really is just like just keep doing it you know like at some point like you'll 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 reach where you want to go and and everyone's you know way to get there or the path is going to be different yeah that's man you nailed it because i think back now it's going on literally i'm looking at the calendar now two years since really this pandemic really like went into overdrive, you know, I think about on the news, people had to go in line to get food. People had to go to places to fill out unemployment and not one time did I lose my pay while I was uh, home you know, for the pandemic, even though I was still working, I was working from home. Yeah. But, but I tell people my lights were still on. Cable was still on, still had hot water, still had fridge full of food. I still find myself sometimes complaining. And like Ziggy said, you know, our complaints can be nothing compared to what people are going through right now. You know, yeah, and and I feel like for us that's okay. It's part of being human, but we still have to really just swallow sometimes. At least for me, swallow up the pride and just keep being thankful because, like I said, it could be worse. You know, I like I said, um, I have a three year old. And I think about when I heard on the news, um, I just heard it today because I haven't been watching as much, but I know they said that it was some shelter, you know, in Ukraine where it blew up and a mom and her kids all died. I can't imagine, I can't imagine like sitting here, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I can't imagine holding my daughter tight thinking we're about to die because for me, you know, she looks at me as a protector, even though, you know, right now she's, you know, she's all mommy and I don't take it personal. That's how girls are. But in her eyes, she sees me as her, you know, protector. And I see her 
is that's yeah, I'm your protector. And to be just say to be powerless, you know, and not be able to protect her, I don't know I don't wanna know what that that's like. And Roger, you got two boys, so you know, it's the same position for you, you know, you're the head of the house. You know, and for me that that's that's even Bible. Bible says man is the head of the house. So as head of our households, we have to be those, you know, those shields of protection. And looking, like I said, looking at what's going on over there, I, 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 I don't even want to imagine, like right now, what they're going through. You know, I, I just can't. You know, I can't. Yeah, no, it's, that. I mean, that's tough. I mean, what's going on over there is 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 tough, and you know, I, I mean, at least you know, most of the world is sort of like on the same page about you know what's going on and and why it's wrong and stuff like that. But yeah, um, the point was that, you know, our everyday complaints, you know, like, you know, like I said, you know, I don't think, at least for me and most of my friends, you know, I always say, like, I don't think we can, one of us can really say, like, you know, that we had that much of a difficult upbringing or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think all of our upbringings were were pretty uh pretty fortunate ones right i think uh i mean roger your parents are like first generation immigrants they came like here yep. first right like my parents yep. too right they came here and what was the reason they came to america right so they could have better opportunities and yep. you know afford a better life for their children right and yep. our, their children us like you know we you know we had uh you know we were the we reaped the benefits of their hard work off their backs and then 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 you know for those of us who have kids like that's what you're doing right you're trying to afford a better life for for your kids you know Mm -hmm. and me i'm you know i'm trying to buy better things for my dog but you know (laughs) so but but at the end of the day you know um you know i don't think in our lives up to now i mean we i'm not saying that we haven't endured a lot of things because there's a lot of things that we had to put up with right like we went through the whole 2001 you know, yeah. terrorist attack, right? That was in our lives. Um, and then, I mean, having an p- impact on our lives, you know, like everyone who's alive, you know, experienced it. But but for us, we were just getting out of high school, entering the workforce, right? We went through like two recessions. You know what I mean? Uh, I was unemployed, you know, um, after being laid off, uh, you know, then, then you have the stagnant income growth, you know, in America here um, while we were entering the workforce up to even up to now. Right. And then now we have to think about like, is social security even going to be there when, you know, when we retire, you know, all this stuff, like, you know, just like the system that we've built in America has, you know, obviously affected, you know, our quality of life um, and all that. Right. Um, But overall, I don't think that we've had like a super difficult life or anything like that. So I think that, you know, when we do complain about things, it's just like in the grand scheme, like, you know, it's really just like a lot of things that we can change. You just, you know, need to, you, you know, you, we were just mad about, or, 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 or we were just uh, disappointed about, you know, maybe uh, the consequence or, or the outcome of some decision that we made. We might've been just angry with ourselves or that we weren't smart enough, you know, but I think, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, we're still young, you know, there's, so you could still reach all your goals that that you want to, you know? Yeah, no, um, 
we just uh like I said, we you know, we all have to really, you know, just have to be thankful for what we have. Um you know, like I said, it, it could be worse. You know, yeah. um Yeah, it definitely could be worse. I mean I think what you were talking about, uh I don't know if it was like a shelter or the bunker or whatever, but but you know, I, I I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I don't know if you're like you guys are active on LinkedIn. I but, had it, but I got rid of it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty it. active on LinkedIn because you know I'm always like connecting with people and and mm-hmm. you know when especially if I'm like in job search, you know I connect with a lot of recruiters, reach mm-hmm. out to a lot of people to find a way into like you know companies and things like that. So so I have I have a good profile <clears throat> and I have I have good activity on LinkedIn. But you know when the Ukraine stuff happened, like you know obviously all the companies were posting about you know, LinkedIn, I mean, about like, you know, standing with Ukraine being, you know, standing in solidarity with Ukraine. But then, you know, there are companies that have presence, like offices in Ukraine. And then I started seeing postings like, you know, uh, you know, one of our colleagues was killed today. And this is just like a regular professional person. Like if I was like working with, you know, uh, you know, a product manager or whatever, and then all of a sudden the next day, boom, she's, she's dead, you know, because, you know, she was trying to like take cover with her kids, and and they started shooting at civilians. You know, so, uh, you know, that's it's hard to not see that. I mean, it's hard to see that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. and then really think to, you know, your own life and be like, oh, you know, what I really have to complain about. You know, are we good on time? I don't. I haven't even looked. Yeah. Um. What? So what happens? Um. I was gonna mention, but we were in, in our such in our conversation. So what happens from the time I have my studio set, we're live, okay? Yeah. So right now, we're not live, but the good thing is once we're done and I shut my studio down, I'll do my editing, and then on um, Spotify, Apple, Google, they can hear everything we're talking about right now. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, so I'm all good. Go, I mean, Yeah, we can go about... Mm, about ten more minutes. We shut it down eight thirty. You know. Yeah, yeah. Roger, you good? Always, bro. I just had a shot, so I'm good. Speaking of a shot, eight, you know, eight thirty is good for you, Roger. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm good. Okay. Man, good. Yo, speaking of a shot, man. Um, this is a a crazy. So last week or two? Yeah, no, not last week. Two about a week and a half ago now something crazy happened here in my apartment um and it's crazy and and uh, don't don't freak out and shit so i was sleeping on the couch and then it was like 12:30 a.m. i fell asleep on the couch and i do that often you know i have the tv on okay. and i fall asleep on the couch but then i woke up like all of a sudden and there was this loud noise and i didn't know what it was um what i describe it as was like if someone took like i have hardwood or i have wood floors in my apartment so like think like if someone took like a hard baseball and just like bounced it right next to you like against the hardwood floor. That's what it sounded like to me right when I woke up, right. Mm-hmm. And then I went down to my um my hallway, which is like my se- the, the hallway right between my second room, which is the home office and my kitchen. And I saw like what it looked to me like a trim, right. So I picked it up. And I was like, what is this? And I noticed that it came from the blind from my office window. 
I was like, what the freak? And I rolled up the blinds, and the glass was shattered, right? Mm-hmm. And in the freaking shattered glass, it was shattered, but, like, it was still intact. You know, it didn't, like, flake off or anything because it's double paint. But it was a small hole. And I, right when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, this is a bullet hole. Let me fucking call the cops, right? So, yeah, a bullet came through my freaking window. Um, so I'm guessing, or the way that I'm, or what happened was, like, I, I guess it was a drive-by, but they were shooting to the unit above me. Wow. And from the parking lot, right? And a bullet came through my window, right? First time I ever experienced that, right? I've really never come close to, like, that kind of violence <laughs> or whatever. Nah. But, um, but yeah, no, I called the cops. Cops were like, yeah, there was another call that came in already, so they're kind of on scene already. And then um, I went down to meet the cops. They had canvassed the place. They, you know, uh, looked at all the shells that was, like, in, in the parking lot. And there was a shitload of shells. There was, like, 20 shots or something like that. Um, but, yeah, one of them came through my window. They came into my apartment. They took, like, pictures. Uh, they actually went through the window. The bullet went through the window and into my my closet door. And then the, they found the fragment of that, the, the bullet in um on the floor right there on the floor um ziki but yeah. say the truth bro are you trying to join the triads bro you gotta tell <laughs> nah, bro. but you know what you know what though um it's just that, like ever since i moved into like i don't know it could be from a you know a different lifetime you know like back in the day i was rolling in the streets but no nah, no nah, for real they, they they were shooting the unit above me and I knew that they were kind of like, you know, sketchy people. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. Um, but, yeah, that's what happened. Crazy. Um, it wasn't meant for you. That we... <laughs> I'll make sure that when I go to Austin, we meet in a neutral area. I yeah, bro. You got to meet in a, in a you know, uh, uh, neutral ground. <laughs> like no gang fights here. And, and when was this again? This was like a week and a half ago. Did you like not, did you get the not like not not last not last Wednesday but the Wednesday before that I was like two weeks ago almost did you get the window fixed yet no they uh I I I mean the I called the management and they came in and they have to order the window special or something because okay. it's like a double pane window so they just put a board on it and insulate it and that's what I have right now that's crazy. But you just think, like, let's say you, and you said, what what room was this in? Um, it went through my my home office because I have two bedrooms, and the second bedroom I used as a home office. Um, it was in that room. So if I was in the closet at twelve thirty a.m. in my home office, I would have been shot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah, but that was more. Uh, <laughs> Moral of the story: Don't work late, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, bro. man. But it was crazy because I was like, I woke up and I was like, I didn't know what it was. I was like, what? What is this? And you know, I just knew it was loud. I thought something fell like in my apartment. You know, I thought like a ceiling lamp fell or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Because I I remember distinctly hearing glass. Because you know, like when you wake up or you're jolted awake, you're kind of like you know you're groggy and you're like, oh, what, what the hell? I don't know exactly what it was. That's what mm-hmm. happened. It was, like, so fast, you know? But then I do, like, thinking back, I do remember, like, I hearing, like, you know, multiple, like, pop, pop, pops. I just didn't know at the time that 
oh, those are gunshots, but it was loud. <clears throat> and it's not like even like a bad area or something like that, you know? It was like a new development when I came. Um, it's not really a bad area. I, I chose the place because it was close to my job. And it's like five but minutes you, from, from my office. But you say you got sketchy people around you, right? Yeah. So, like, I was one of, like, the first tenants in the building or even in the community. Like, when I came, it was, like, when I when I signed the lease, it was, like, March 2021, like, a year mm-hmm. ago. And uh, the parking lot was pretty empty. But then, like, a month or two later, it was, like, getting, you know, filled up. So, you know, obviously people were moving in and I think the unit above me and they're still there right now. I mean, they're getting evicted, I think. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the um, yeah, ever since they came in, they had been making like so much noise, you know, like so much noise, like like stomping on the floors by ceiling would shake. I, I couldn't stand mm-hmm. it, you know, um, but I I didn't really do anything about it until like December. <laughs> when when I went to the office, like right before Christmas, I went to the office and I was like, hey, you know, I can't stand this noise anymore. Here's the videos I'm like recording from my apartment. This is how loud it was, you mm-hmm. know, and all that stuff. So they called them and they're like, hey, you know, like you got to be quiet. There's other people you got to be considerate. And also there's quiet hours between like 10, a. 10 p.m. and like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 6 a.m., you know, and they would like make noise like in the middle of like the night, like 2 a.m., all kinds of like Jeez. stomping, like if you were parting up there and stuff, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also like smell like pot all the time. Nope. You know, um, and I'm cool, like I'm okay with you know whatever. I'm like okay with like people smoking pot. I don't really care, you know. But mm-hmm. if it's like all the time and it's like reeking and, and reeking the yeah. hallways and like mm-hmm. like you know getting into like the vents and coming down to my apartment, I'm like, yo, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, but no, but I, 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 but really like, uh, but I started seeing like, you know, other like people that they were bringing around, they're like, eh, okay, they're a little, a little street, a little sketchy, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, when the cops came and they're like, oh no, like, it looks like all the bullets went to like, you know, the third floor. I'm like, oh yeah, that probably makes sense. Cause I always thought that they were a little sketchy, <laughs> but yeah, that's what happened. Wow. And even when I complained about the noise too, I you know I told the management office I was like, yeah, I'm not really comfortable going up there because I don't really know oh, these yeah, people. Yeah, no. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like, yeah, and no. I've seen them, and I'm like, mm, I've heard <laughs> yelling, you know, like I don't know if they're beating their kids. I don't know, man. Like I've heard yelling, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So, so um, yeah, I wasn't comfortable going up there, so I just a complaint that one time to the to the management office, but. But then, you know, the first thought I had was like, oh, man, are they trying to like, kill me because I like, complain about noise? Because that's effed up. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, if it's a good management, they're not going to say, yeah, a tenant right under you, you know, they would just be discreet about it and say, listen, you know, yeah. we're getting a little bit of complaint, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to, <clears throat> I mean, they, 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 they could be discreet about it, but it's hard to not figure out exactly who's complaining about noise. You know what I mean? Like if someone were to complain about noise, like from my unit, right? Like, like saying that I was making noise, I immediately would think, all right, obviously it's the person next to me complaining or the person below me is complaining, right? There's no no way, like, there's no other way, like, you know, if I'm making noise and I'm saying like my ceiling is shaking, most likely it's what 
I mean, there's no other way to say that it's the person below you that's complaining, you know? Yeah, that's true. So did you complain before the shot or after the shot? Because it could have been maybe that's why he shot up there, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what my first thought was. I complained right before Christmas. Um, and this was like two weeks ago in uh end of February. But um but not nah, it was a I don't know, I guess it was like I don't know if they're gang stuff or, or rival stuff. I don't know. But um but yeah, that's uh that's what happened. So now uh I have the opportunity to say or bring up, you know, in casual conversation that I was once shot at. <laughs> <laughs> and you made it out. I'm alive, bro. I'm a survivor, yo. Exactly. Bump that Beyonce. <laughs> You're a survivor. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was crazy. I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I've never had that type of experience before. You know, I've never really. Not me either. I've, I've never really experienced any uh, close, close violence. You know. Me either. That was just a. Uh, see, I, I brought it up in, in just you know random conversation there. Hey, no wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Wow. This has been interesting tonight. This has been a real inter- interesting conversation. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. Uh, yeah. It was good. Kind of like reminiscing. Back yeah. Today. And I remember when when we talked, uh, I think like a week or so ago. I remember when I, you know, when I talked to you, you was like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about," and I'm thinking, "Man, you gonna be fine." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, <clears throat> that's just me, you know. Like, I'm I'm not like much of. Yeah, I don't really talk much <laughs> about like you know. Yeah. Like, you know, all my all my conversations are generally random random stuff. Yeah, and it's like we was basically storytelling tonight, so it it flowed good, you know. All right. Well, glad uh glad I was able to uh contribute uh you know, enough to uh to this uh, session. And uh no, it's been it's been it's been fun. Yeah, man. Um I appreciate you coming on, Ziggy. Um before before you go, any last uh remarks or anything before you go? Uh no, not not really. The you know, stay up. Be easy, you know, Roger and and Justin, and uh, you know, we uh, I could uh, we could do this uh, again another time. Yeah, no, for sure, man. We'll definitely uh, you know, stay in touch for sure. Let's do it in person, man. Let's do it in person. <laughs> come down here, man. Let's all let's all gather up for a beer, bro. Yeah, when when, when the next time you Four come shots. into town, Ziggy? Uh, I'm not sure, um, because okay. right now, so like this is the longest. I haven't been back because the last uh-huh. I went was for uh, what was it for um, for Thanksgiving. So end of November was the last time I was there. Um, okay. And then in December, my wife came out here, so I didn't go back. Oh. Okay. Um, but immediately, because she left in January after New Year's, um, uh-huh. and then immediately after that, I I started like really focusing on on my job search and trying to like, you know, get another job to in, into tech, which is what I've been mm-hmm. uh, focusing on. So, uh, that's just been what I've been doing. Um, so I think the next time I go back would be after I land something and in between the transition, you know, between like, let's say, uh, 
uh, you know, quitting my current job and and then uh, going into the new job. You know, that that transition okay. period would yeah. be when I would go back. Um, so I don't know when that would be, but it'll probably be for about like a week or a little bit more than a week. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be like super short or, or long. But yeah, that's okay. that's what I'm thinking. I don't have a hard time, but um, it'll be after I after I land something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like Roger said, um, when you come, you know, we'll grab a beer or some, you know, whenever that might be when you come back. Yeah, I mean, what I've been doing um, when I go back, I don't have like a lot of people to see or anything like that, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. but you know, in the in the interest of time and all that stuff, what I had been doing was just like you know, saying, hey. Let's all go to a brewery at you know one night, and then everyone who's down to go just go, you know, catch up. There's karaoke, grab some beers and stuff like that, and then I see a bunch of people like on the same night, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely uh, know. Call me in. I'm I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll let yeah, you know. Let us know. Uh, yo, Roger, you're still you're still living in Kendo or what? No, nah, I live in the Ridge. I live in the Ridge. We're Color Bay now, and we're fancy now. We're fancy. Every everyone's moving down down there, man, because that's where all the new developments were, right? You got a house down yeah. there. Yeah. Mhm. And I'm that's in the exactly reason why I moved down here. And then, uh, but you're you're working like uh, mostly remote. You you have a yeah. A I'm working. I'm working remote. You know who lives by me, Danny. Danny. Baseball Danny. Who? I can't remember his name. Um, he used to hang out with uh, Luis Coicochea. He used to make he used to make the seal noises in high school. If you remember who he did, bro, I'm trying to remember, but there's so many freaking Dannys. <laughs> I know, <laughs> bro. I'm Danny Garcia. Shit, I don't know his last name. Um, hold on, let me see if I can fucking find him real quick. He has two kids now. He's married. Carrasco. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Carrasco. Yeah, he lives right here, right by me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I I saw him. I saw a couple times throughout the years. Um, but yeah, yeah. He was a. Do, do you remember like we, uh, me and my, you know, me and my friends, we filmed this thing called like the stupid. Uh, back in high school, it was like just like dumb sketches. He was in one of them, <laughs> or a couple of them. Um, and then we played it on the grad night bus. I don't know if you were on a bus because there was like two buses or something. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I know Danny Carrasco. He's a, he's a homie. He's doing good. Um, oh, did we lose Roger? We probably lost Roger. No, no, no. Roger. I was on mute. I was on mute. My bad. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, I haven't got a chance to hang out with him, uh, like around here, because I saw him recently. I'm like, oh shit, you live here? Um, but with kids and all that shit, bro, you know how it is. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, let's hang out, let's hang out. Nobody hangs out, shit. So he's like, he's got like two daughters, right? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got two daughters. He used to live in Forest Lakes, um, around there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool peeps. Hey right, man, I'm down, man. I'm down for real. All right, hey, for sure. We can go to we can go to the brewery down in Homestead. I went there recently, karaoke and all that shit too. So let loose. Yeah, man. I'm I. I don't know. I like karaoke, yo. So I'll, I'll throw it down. Fuck <laughs> you. <know? laughs> Let's do it. But uh, but right. yeah, no, for sure. Uh, when I whenever I come back, uh, I'll let you guys know. All right, brother. All right. Okay. All right. Y'all have a good one. We will definitely be in touch. All right.
All right, cool. All right, man. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. Okay. All right. Y'all do the same. Peace. Okay. Peace, Peace out. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another conversation just talking about life. You know, nothing more, nothing less, just life. Um, what I do want to close is for those of you that have dealt with what we've talked about, just be thankful for life. You know, every day above ground, be thankful. You know, if, you, if you're healthy, you have a good group of people around you giving you nothing but love and positivity. What, you know, be, you know, be happy. You know, what, 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 what else is there left to do? And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out.